0: JT is going to crap his pants. Let's put it up for the weekend,
1: Warriors. Hits Racers and the the Rental Cars Podcast with your host, words. Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. To top on Sportsman, Don O'Neill. No
2: hello mr o'neill
0: Ooh, we've been doing this so long we're, we're going to mr
2: o'neill well we got to respect your elders
0: <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting the low blow in on the first 12 seconds of the podcast
2: well last week your rant wasn't that big and everybody was complaining so i had to see if i could get you all fired up before, you know within the first eight seconds you called me
0: well you know i mean it was a touchy-feely episode last week you know yeah Friendships felt like we were, you know, uh, I had had, bought some Girl Scout cookies the night before. We had Eric on. You were, you know, rekindling your friendship of long-term relationships (laughs) there. You guys going back from the days of throwing rocks at each other, driving junior dragsters or whatever it was that you had going on. So, you know, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to reserve my Clint Eastwood, get off my lawn. Uh, Hey, man,
2: haters are going to hate. It's
0: all good. Oh, for sure. You know they're <laughs> they're absolutely gonna hate. Uh, but no, no matter what it is, uh, man, I, I I tell you, it was it it's this week is gonna be a little tough to 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 get spun up. I mean, we had a lot of feedback on Erica last week, so that's pretty cool. But uh, my big thing that I just think that we need to talk about uh, some people up in arms and perceptions, and people have this thought process, man, uh, about about what we do on social media or what you should do or what you shouldn't do um, as a motorsports person or as a personality or whatever the case is. And, you know, um, man, I, I, I'm getting bubbling here a little bit because you and I are both, you know, even though you work, work over in the motorsports field, just like I do, but you, you yourself are your own brand. You are you know, you're Cameron Foray. You want to be a top field driver. You are a top field driver. You want to be a full-time top field driver. I'm over here. I'm Don O'Neill. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be the the best Don O'Neill version uh, for my sponsors and my fans. Or,
2: you know, like I have a fan
0: anyway. But nonetheless, you're just
2: out there, Don O'Neill, trying to live your best life. You know.
0: Well, and that's, you know, we're we're trying to create our own brand and so forth, so that we have a following and we've got a personality. And uh, when I hear people get like been out of shape and call people you know rich spoiled kids or or this or that or use some foul language when they're describing people it's still at the same time it's still humility you know we're still human so i am i'm I'm getting spun up i'm clicking my pen over here on the paper um man i I don't know
2: yeah it's there's a lot i mean uh, see now you got my wheels turning because you need kind of You kind of dropped this on me here, but I like it. I like I like the context because self promotion and all this stuff. I mean, you know, I I've seen a lot of different angles of this because I I've necessarily not necessarily been racing my whole life, but I've been in somewhat of a public eye for a very long time. I mean, not that I'm some super marvelous actor or whatever, but like I did, I grew up really fast. You know, I started acting it at 10 years old. And when you do that, you have to, you have to really start to think about what you say, what you do on and off. And that was even before social media, you know? So nowadays, like these kids that are being actors or race car drivers or skateboarders or whatever, like there's nothing in the world that you can do that nobody's going to know about within, two seconds. You know, it's funny, like, when I was growing up, my mom used to say, you know, you'll never be in trouble if if you tell me what you did before, you know, before the neighbor, <laughs> the neighbor's mom says, hey, did you see Cameron doing this, you know, and you always gotta let me know. what. But, dude, she always knew everything. Like, i come home, and she was, like, tapping her finger on the table, because she knew what was going on, and it's like, man, she's got, like, ESPN or something, but and, uh, <laughs> she <laughs> she, uh, but it's true, like so. Now with with social media, it's dude. It's ten times worse. So you have to. I feel like there's a way that you have to decide when you're when you're promoting yourself and you're doing all this. You need to decide if not necessarily if you're going to be the goody two shoes or the good guy or a villain, but you have to pick a side and try to not necessarily stray from that. Because if you're gonna be the guy, oh fuck this, fuck that, all the time on social media, and then you go into a conference room or a boardroom to have a sponsorship meeting, and you're like, oh yes, yeah, Steve, uh, I think that's a that's a very good idea. Uh, you know, you know the impressions and the promotion. Like, the, you can't do that. You know, if you're gonna do something like that, if you're gonna play that guy, you have to play that guy through and through, because like you can't go into a boardroom and be the prim and proper guy and then go, like I said just a minute ago on Facebook and say, Oh yeah, fuck that guy and fuck this oil company and whatever. Like pick a side and do it and do it well and follow through with it because consistency is key with, you know, like a lot of drag racers say, consistency is key in your brand is the same thing. You know, I mean you can stray a little bit. You don't have to always, you don't have to always be like the suit and tie guy. Like I, Dude, I, I drink beer, I go to a bar, like, but I'm not getting so sideways that I'm going to make myself look like a fool or anybody that I represent look like a fool.
0: All right, so I, I don't disagree with you, but I don't totally agree with you. So I, okay, we are, I, I guess the first thing. Okay, so you're your brand. I'm my brand. Let's let's do it from a. Let's put on our marketing hats right now. You're you're a marketing guy. I'm a marketing guy. So I want to I want to do the best I possibly can in having a professional career in motorsports. So I, that's that's first. That's my goal. First goal, right? That's that's the why. If you want to, why why are we doing? I want to have a career. I want to be a professional in motorsports. So now at that point once I decide that now I've got that horse that I got to ride. Now, I'm going to go with you on something. I don't always necessarily want to be on the white horse. And I don't always Agreed. necessarily want to be on the black horse. It's okay if I got a gray horse. Okay? Yeah, oh, I just, yeah, yeah, I agree. The gray horse is totally good. So I want to create a brand, an image and you know if you want to call it an alter ego or whatever the case is that's fine but we're in the entertainment business and i think that's the one thing that i'm always going to you know start off with when i'm talking to someone or whatever we are in the entertainment business of entertain, especially when you go from the professional side we're here to put on a show put brands and products in front of people in the stands, on TV, on social media, whatever the case is, have some loyalty with individuals that are adrenaline junkies or passionate about motorsports, drag racing, NASCAR, K&N, outlaw, I don't care. Four wheels got an engine, two wheels got an engine, whatever. That's our goal is that we're in the entertainment business to go along with that. When you don't when you decide that you don't want to be in the entertainment business, and you want to work, or you're just about going fast, or you're just about winning. Um, then you know, get on your get on the black horse, and and don't play corporate America. But also at the same time, don't be that wishy washy, controversial guy. That's out there trying to, you know, well, I, you know, I think I can do a little something over here, so I'm gonna go over here and punch somebody in the face, say something negative about them, and then on Monday I'm gonna come back over here and and I will be this person. I think you have to be consistent, but I also think that the WWE made a crap ton of money off of having heels and pretty boys and and the backstory and the storyline, and I think a lot of times that when you're doing it that should play into what you're doing it from self-promotion. You should be who you are. Everybody knows I'm a military guy. I spent all those years in the military. So if you come fill up my feed spewing some nonsense about the federal government and the military and blah, blah, this and blah, 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 you just, you cut my, you cut my cord real short and lit it. I'm going to blow up at you. There's no two ways about it. You want to get, you want to get hostile. Come do that. You know what I mean? Um, uh,
2: there's a boiling point for everybody you know but i don't necessarily think it's there's has to be a boiling point but like you said i like the gray horse you know that people are humans and people are gonna have opinions on a lot of things and this and that and but at the end of the day if you've decided to create yourself a character or whatever be that character like you know it's funny like i i heard something the other day about these uh all these like Discovery Channel shows and, and all these things. There's certain characters that are out there that they've now been plagued. Like they like they're famous for being this character, but they're I'm not gonna say who these people are, but they hate that character. So now they're famous for not even being themselves, and they're famous for being Joe Bob X, and they fucking hate it. And how much does that suck? Like, you're famous for being something that you can't stand. Like, who wants to do that? So not only are we trying to be entertainers and we want to, you know, be famous, right? Everybody, try, everybody wants to be the Kardashians, I guess, of the world. But, like, once you get there, I mean, who wants to do If it's something that you hate and you have to be a fake person all the time, dude, that sucks. So that's I, – I agree with the – I like the the gray horse thing because – I feel strongly about certain things too. Like you say, you say certain things about, about, you know, I always say, they don't, you fuck with my family or my money, like that I don't have. (laughs) and Like then heads are going to roll, but like there's certain things, but like that's just with anybody, but you're still not going to go see me go blast somebody on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. Like I, I'm a pretty likable guy for the most part. Like, I mean, I've had situations in the past that I've had things with with certain individuals and or people or teams or whatever, but I, I try to keep that. If I'm going to have a situation, it's going to be between me and that team and that person or that company or whatever, not globally, so everybody can see what my thoughts are.
0: I totally agree with that. Uh, I, you know, I, the whole, oh man, be, be you. But make sure that you're being the best version of you. I, you just said that about, you know, in reference to myself. I, I feel that way about everyone. You know, I mean, it's... I I don't know. It, this week has been really kind of ruffled feathers. It kind of started... uh Joey Logano kind of got me tweaked up on it over the weekend. He, you know, he got out and and was like man i'm tired of hearing all the negativity on social media from fans and you know he goes we could have a great you know he was saying they could have a great race or have this and someone's still going to say something negative and the whole thing about it is is that man when it really gets down to it we could live in a country where we don't we're not allowed to have motorsports you know what i mean we i mean there's you know it's like find the positive in everything that we're doing in your career field if you don't like motorsports or you don't like somebody i got advice for you i hate this but turn the channel
2: you know well that's the thing like all these people they they all they're so quick to be the monday morning quarterback whether it's football baseball racing whatever it's like dude why are you hating so much like all of these people are out there trying to entertain to to be what they to strive to do what they want to do in life, whether that's shoot a basketball through a hoop or you know, everybody talks like, oh yeah, you know, basketball's not my thing or oh racing's not my thing. Cool. Like, but why do you have to literally take physic this is what cracks me up. People physically take time out of their day. Like I'm a busy dude. I don't have time to go fuck around on Facebook and talk shit on everybody I know. Like I don't have time for that. So how do these people like if they took any of their effort and put that towards something positive in their life, whatever that is, whether that's mowing your lawn and having the best, the greenest (laughs) damn grass in the, on the block, go do that. Take that time that you're hating on everybody and go put it into something positive. But you know, whatever, you know, you know what we need to do? We need to, uh, I got a guy that's really good. You might've heard of him. He, uh, his name's PJ North. He, I'm pretty sure he did our, our intro. Oh, he on did our, uh, on our podcast. I, you I, know,
0: I think he's, he's done every intro for every motorsports <laughs> podcast, other than loans. I think loans is the only one he hasn't done an intro for, and and you know, I mean, yeah. hell, it can only be a, a matter of time before loans will be yeah. calling
2: him up. But he's really good at self promotion because the guy is not only a race car driver, but he's like doing the the country music thing, and you know, lives in Nashville and and pursuing his goals and dreams and. You know, but he's also does a lot of these motorsports-inspired hip hop rap songs, or whatever bracket rap, or whatever you want to call it. So let's hit him up and see what let's let's get him on this conversation because I'm sure he's probably got some serious opinions when it comes to this because you know everybody says oh you know why is this guy got so much of a following or whatever? You know, he doesn't win every single race he goes to, you know, we're, Hey man, we're not all Lupo of and Tom bear and P beyond out there. So we're just out here trying to eat. So let's, <laughs> that, let's hit him up.
0: I bet you he's got plenty of freaking hater aid that he can probably share with us. Cause there is one thing about it. If you're going to have an alter ego, you are totally going to have some hater aid going on.
1: Yep. Let's hit him up. top fuel cam what's going on brother what's up what are you
2: doing
1: oh uh-huh. uh, hanging out man trying to be like you and i get older
2: <laughs> well then I'm you better try- start you and your lovely wife better start popping out kids nah man y'all got enough of those to go around i got one and it, that's that's plenty. but you <laughs> Dude, know, that he, right we're good he needs a cousin <laughs> <laughs> so what's up not too much don and i you know we're doing this whole podcast thing and you know since you're our little buddy and you know, you probably had nothing better going on in your life, just kidding. I'm pretty sure you're probably <laughs> somewhere way more important than talking to us. But uh, What's
1: up, Don O'Neill? What's going on, brother?
2: What is up there, Mr. PJ
0: North?
1: You know, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate y'all calling me up thinking about me. What what are we talking about today?
2: Oh. Well, because
1: if <laughs> well, I know anything about the races and rental cars podcast, it's that everybody's fired up about something.
2: well don hasn't even gotten on his onto his rant yet we figured we'd let you be in on that but um we we were kind of started talking about like this whole like self-promotion thing and like you know people hating on people or what like is there a way that you can just be go into the corporate room on a monday but then also tell everybody to go fuck themselves on friday like is that like is that good bad like With social media being such a huge thing in our lives these days, we figured we'd uh, hit you up and see what what you thought. Because, I mean, you got – dude, you got a lot of shit going on in your life. You got – you're a race car driver. You're a business professional. You're a country music singer. um, And – you're a bracket, what do you want to call it? What do you call it? Bracket rap? Uh, I mean,
1: it doesn't matter. I'm just a musician in general, right? Artists okay. or whatever okay. you want to call it. All right,
2: all right. I know I know you're more uh, That's Morris. a good way to justify it. All right, I know you're going more so onto the uh, onto the whole country music thing. So what did I call you the other day? <laughs> country Western singer? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what i want to be when I grow up, a country Western singer.
2: Good old CW. Yeah,
1: that's it, man. Not you know it's uh, a... <laughs> it's weird man you know that's a that's a whole different animal right um just that alone right making the switch to to from making you know a lot of hip but you know my music's always been pop music just has that hip-hop involved in it and i just kind of went to the other end of the spectrum basically it's you know i went from doing hip-hop pop basically to country pop and i i just basically want to make the music i want to make right and that's kind of it took me a long time to get to that point where it's like look man they're either gonna love you or hate you you just got to do what makes you happy what's what's the, you know, what's the best music I can make? What what's do people want to listen to? um You know, and, and I've been blessed that the racing fans enjoy the racing music. So I still do that for them. And, and I, you know, I enjoy still making that. And, uh, but at the same time, like, you know, I want to be a, a singer and a songwriter and I want to do, I want it to have my influences in it and do all that. So that was a struggle just trying to make that switch between the two people are like, what are you now? And I'm like, what does it matter? And if I want to go out there and you know, sing gospel music. I go out there and sing gospel music. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I could it's all personal. That. <laughs> That's it, right? You yeah, know, but it's it's a personal preference. I think, like you said, you know, can you be both? Right? Can you be Fu on Friday night and can you be at the office on on Monday morning? It's it's tough finding. You know, in pro wrestling, they call it kayfabe, right? Where it's like whatever character you are on TV, you have to be that outside of the ring too. That was back in the '80s and '90s. Like you had to sell, like you could, if you were a heel. You couldn't eat dinner with the baby face. It just it didn't work that way. Right. They wanted you to legitimately think that you hated these people, right? And that was the the difference between real life and 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 pro wrestling, right? And now with social media, look, man, it, yeah, it, the problem is, is that perception is reality unless you know those people. You know, we see a lot of people on the internet who talk a big game or, or or say things like, you know, they're prim and proper, but like I know them on Saturdays at the racetrack. I know how I am on Saturdays at the racetrack. People not, look i am not for everybody right you either love me or hate me there's really no in between there
2: that's what i love about you
1: (laughs) look i call a spade a spade right and i think you know situationally i'm loud i'm brash and i think that my i am humble to a certain extent but i like that personality part of me still exists so i think that shows out in you know sometimes on social media when i'm trying to be funny or whatever i think you can have both but i think you have to own up to that you have both you know what i mean like people at work, the same situation, you know, my professional life, they know the same situation goes. It's either, they they either are very, they like me a lot or they're like, we don't want a single project with him. Like those are the two areas. (laughs) So I get that. I'm not for everybody. And you know, it, it is, but I think it shows, right? Everybody knows that there's no, I'm not trying to hide anything from anybody. And I think, you know, that's the hard part about social media is that there's so much uh, is this real, right? Is it a facade? You know, everybody. It's
2: that's what um, cracks me up about about all this. You know, everybody on social media wants to is so quick to whenever they're somewhere cool or uh, something they think is really cool in their life. Oh, I'm checked into here. I'm going there or whatever. Right? Awesome. Like you guys are just on a cruise ship doing your thing. Like that's good for you, man. That's cool. But yet they're not so quick to. Say, oh man! Well, I had to max out my credit card to to be on that cruise ship, or what? Like, that's none of my business. So, why are you putting only half the story? Always, yeah. On? I think
1: that's hard, right? I, you know, half the story is the good part of the story, though, right? Everybody of wants to be the hero. Nobody wants. See, the biggest thing I think, you know, I tell people this when, you know, if I'm interviewing somebody, I, I say, look, you know, how, how do you feel about self introspection? Like, if you don't have that, if you can't look at yourself honestly and be truthful, like that's the situation i have with people like you can beat luck man on sunday when you win i want to know that you won talk all about it right talk about the struggle to get there whatever right but when you lose don't blame it on something else you see what i'm saying i think that there's Mm -hmm. that it's it's always the good stuff and never the bad and i think that there's a hard part but at the same time like we talk about haters and things like that like people people wouldn't live if they couldn't hate man you know if they couldn't bitch and moan and complain they they wouldn't have a reason to live those keyboard racers Talking about, You know, they wouldn't be able to do it. You know, for example, I looked at Pete and Kyle's race, you know, that just happened and there was an issue with the computer and they had some, you know, mess ups. And I I reached out to Kyle and Pete and I said, look, man, I, you know, this might not mean a lot coming from me, but you guys always make the right decisions. I had, regardless of if it benefited me not, it didn't because I'm not in the race. I didn't try to get in the race, but you always make the best decision possible. Because you guys are stand-up guys, right? And that's the situation. But instead, you got these guys online complaining, like, I can't believe we're doing pre-entry. I'm like, y'all weren't complaining when SFG had uh, 500 people to enter. First 500, let everybody buy 47 entries. I didn't see y'all complaining then. Don't, you know, different people for, you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. But take is
2: tough. Take take Pete and Kyle, for example. Like, they did a good job. Like, all these people are all pissed off online about how they can't get in the race or whatever. But do you see them... Telling everybody to go pound sand? No. Right. Like, they're they just it taking the it on the chin and say, hey, man, this is – like you said, they made the best decision for their business model that they could have done.
1: My biggest thing is they owned up to it, right? They t- said, hey, look, here's the situation, man. Very rarely does the, the person beat the computer, and that happened. You know, I work in IT, so, like, it wouldn't surprise me that a server shut down and <laughs> just started <laughs> allowing people to make a- – I get it. Like, I've been there, seen it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that doesn't surprise me, but it's it's tough, man. It's like I said – it." it people are um and again those those people who like to kind of bitch and moan like to hang out with other people who kind of like to bitch and moan right like i like to find the silver lining and everything i'm a pretty positive person i feel like uh you know that's why i hang out with you you know you're the you're my you're my negative so i'm trying yeah. to find a positive in, in <laughs> the
0: worst battery if, analogy ever
2: if if people really saw our uh, our, our friendship feed <laughs> <laughs> they don't need that in life
0: yeah you guys is my space page anyway
1: don't hate Don. My MySpace is popping. <laughs>
0: Look, I don't know,
1: but I want as my dogs
0: are barking in the background. Hey JT, you might can, have that.
2: Listen to that. Is it's, that hey, is that because you've been running around all day? Your No, you know what? You
0: here, up. you 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 know, I was going this way because PJ brought it up. So <laughs> and so.
1: Hey, one podcast <laughs> over right here, man.
0: Stop. Go away. How about that? JT, don't cut that out. So Leave that in. Leave it in. Here's the thing, though. You're absolutely right about the social media side. People are so quick to be good, right? Show everything good. Everything in life is good. Um, Here's my thing. Make sure your social media life, when it's happy, make sure when your social media life is bad, that you show them both. You know, I, I mean, I was, you were talking about being on a cruise ship. I was thinking about how, how, hell yeah. How about you show, uh, 90 days of buying your groceries at Aldi or something to save money for the cruise line. I, I mean, I, you know, I mean, put something into it, turn it into something good for Aldi. Who knows? Maybe they buy your cruise line ticket next time. I don't know. I'm just saying that you're absolutely right that people do hate. I think that we have to give them something to hate on. If you know, that's the other thing because they're gonna find something. It could be the stupidest thing in the world. They're gonna find something to hate on. Um, but it's fun too. You know, I mean, here let's talk, we'll talk about this. So this weekend or this past weekend, you know, they had the whole deal down in Orlando with the pro mods and stuff. And I'm a door car guy, and um, in the live feed chat. Daddy Dave is in there, right? Street outlaw daddy Dave, who's went through every type of engine power adder that you can possibly come up with. And he's in the, he's in the chat talking about the Nitrous cars sounding like bubble wrap, right? Through the zoomies sounding like bubble wrap. Here's Mr. Nitrous himself uh now he's went to from pro charger to twin turbos he's went through every power adder and he's over here and now he's bashing on on a power adder that really made him famous it for for the most part but nonetheless oh but pj let's back up real quick because you came in like guns blazing bull in a china shop like an american express commercial
2: what 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 had 17 mountain dews today (laughs)
0: oh that's bad that's bad
2: i cut back on those i cut back on those don't hate what are you
0: 13 anyway <laughs> yeah Hey, but less than twelve. <laughs> so so what brought you into motorsports? because i and i'm and i'm going to back up a little bit because i'm not from the midwest you know i'm from the south uh so and i'm not a big bracket racing guy right. Didn't really grow up around bracket racing a lot. So when I moved to the, to the Midwest, you just kind of popped on, right. You just kind of popped on to the scene. Jim Hughes tells me, Hey man, you ever heard of this guy? And I'm going who? And, uh, so how, I mean, how did you end up here?
1: Man, it's, it's been a crazy story. You know, and I I tell, I try try to tell the same one every time my dad, you know, raced back in the seventies and, uh, and so he was into it back in the day. He's from Iowa. And so they used to race in Kearney, Nebraska and a few other places. And he you know, stopped racing, basically, but he still messed around with cars and whatnot. And in 93, he started to build a junior dragster for my brother. Uh, and he stopped. But then as we moved to a different house, his business became more successful. He uh, got into doing the safety walls at racetracks. So he did national trails. He did Indy. And he did Gainesville. Then he did, Atlanta. I mean, he's done so many, right? Countless number of racetracks. Then he had the bright idea to sell the mold to NHRA. Uh, well, at that point he had started to race. He built my brother, a pickup truck um, and he built himself a 66 Chevelle. And uh, he was like, Hey, you know, I, do you want to race? I was super into it at that time. I would go with him a little bit. And then he built my first car and uh, man at 10 years old, I didn't look back. You know, I was going 1670s in the eighth mile or something at like 28 mile an hour. Uh, and man, I just, I was hooked at that point. I, I don't, I wouldn't be where I am today without racing. And I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be racing right now if it wasn't, you know, where I came from. It's just been a blessing. My dad, you know, getting me into it. And as I got older, I started to a little success in the junior dragster ranks, you know, as much as one can, I guess. Um, and we raced a lot. And then, I turned. I got my big car license. Uh, I, you know, I drove that '66 Chevelle that I still drive now. Uh, it at 17 years old. Um, and then we got a dragster when I turned 18. My dad decided it'd be a good idea to buy a racetrack, so we ran a racetrack for eight years. Um, as I was kind of doing that, I was still doing the music thing. So they kind of they didn't coincide at the time. Um, but people that race knew I did music or whatnot. And then Craig Marshall. Uh, we were at the Divisional, it was raining, and he's like, man, you should do a racing song. And I'm like, that's not a terrible idea. <laughs> I started an idea, uh, and then Brian Whitworth got a hold of me. I don't even know how we got connected. Uh, but the rest was history from there, man. it was It's weird. He got a hold of me, wanted to be partners. We partnered up on the first song, uh, and it was crazy. It was uh, it, I didn't think the reception would be... What it was, man, and it turned into this whole whirlwind thing in like three months. I was like, "Yo, let's do another one. This is a great like. Let's capitalize on what we have out there." So first, I did B double O take double O right, and that was you know that crazy thing. That's five plus years ago, right now, man. It's it's nuts to me. Uh, and then I did spray slide get behind. People were like, "What?" And, you know, super into it. And that summer, uh, I met Jim Hughes, and I said, well, i had met him randomly. I was like, "Hey, I don't if." Yeah, I was talking. Trying, I was actually looking for Chris Forsythe at the time, and he's like, "Oh, how do you know Chris?" I was like, "Oh, I did some music stuff at Bristol earlier this year." He's like, "Oh, you're a musician." He's like, "Do you know this kid PJ North?" And I was like, "Hey, how you doing on PJ North?" And (laughs) (laughs) as as, you know, it's Jim. Man has been one of my biggest proponents. He's introduced me to anybody and everybody. Um, You know, I've become a lot of West Coast friends now. We're friends with a lot of people on the West Coast now because of Jim uh I, I got you know i got a hold of cameron basically the next year and was like hey man uh team race pack thing was coming out i sent in my information i followed the rules i just want to throw that out there follow all the rules on that
2: yeah that 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 ends um this when this goes goes live the the, the cutoff deadline yeah, yeah. is i'm I pretty sure it's saturday and uh yeah it. all you people better get on it
1: <laughs> but so i you know I, and that's you know how me and cameron met I, I filled out the application i was like i was like the first person i feel like because i got an email from race pack and i was on it and i was like hey i want to be involved here's my application here's my information he's like oh yeah yeah. i know your music you don't suck and i was like i appreciate that part yes. uh,
2: and what's funny is everybody thought we were like buddy buddy and like i
1: didn't even know you i literally you just, you just took your friends <laughs> like, dude, i, I literally did not know him and it was uh so, you know, that was a crazy thing. But Jim, you know, flew me out to run my first national event at Vegas, which was crazy. Or, well, my yeah, one I my first national at uh, Arizona, not Vegas, uh, at Phoenix. And I got to hang out with the, you know, <laughs> with the Hughes performance guys, man, and may, meet people there. And that's the first time I met Erica Enders and her sister Courtney, which was crazy. And it, it was just kind of a whirlwind, man. The whole, I released a song at the same time. I kind of tried to Planet, you know, the social media thing, and, and that's really where, you know, that part started to come in. I was like, yo, we got to build this thing up. Like now I'm starting to realize everybody's buying, they don't know who I am unless they see me on social media. Kids are following me that race juniors. It, it just kind of expanded to as I felt like I was as big as I could be in the situation of sportsman drag racing, right? It is so narrow if you think about it, right? There's maybe what, 50,000, 100,000 bracket racers in the country maybe i mean i don't even know if there's that many that seems like a lot but like it's such a narrow market i was like look you know let's capitalize as much as we can i was trying all types of different stuff we were playing shows at racetracks uh i did a little tour with a buddy of mine who uh, jc uh who did riding with me we went to canada we went to detroit we went to st louis we played shows in Indy. i mean we were like let's do it both let's play a show and race a race let's do it around the divisional schedule so, you know, I was trying to combine everything at that point, just try to make it, you know, as, work as much as I could. And now, now here we builds are your brand. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I wouldn't have met my wife if it wasn't for the music. She would have known who I was. Like, you know, those people, I wouldn't have been racing at Bowling Green had it not been, you know, for the music and me like traveling more to do that. So, you know, honestly, I owe everything to racing the same way I owe everything to music. I, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am and I'm blessed you know at 30 now to be able to do both kind of together i wish that you know nhra i'll say it here look, I, I wish nhra would would take a phone call i said look i may not be the answer and i'm not saying i am but they're doing such a good job making these new transitions these new shows they are doing everything that they can in their limits because I know there's still limitations. I, I understand how business works. You can't just, people complain. You can't just up and change everything. It, it just doesn't work that way in a company that large. They're a billion dollar corporation. It just doesn't work that way, right? Nonprofit. So, exactly. Right. We call it whatever we want. Hashtag right? <laughs> nonprofit. But that's where, you know, I, I hope to be someday. Like, you know, at 60 years old, people are like, man, remember when that kid did B double O to A double O? Like, think about that. Like that's in my mind is ingrained in my brain. Like I hope I have that type of effect on racing. Uh, here I am racing now for 21 years. This will be my 21st year, uh, drag racing, which is absolutely nuts. Um, so that was kind of the long winded version of how, uh, we've got to this day right here.
2: <laughs> hey, present day.
0: Cameron, we're gonna have to remember the next time that I'm gonna have to change my wording and say, "Okay, I need your elevator pitch," because that was unless was that we too long? unless we were in the, unless we were in the uh, that the was old, dude
2: in the he old s-
1: soccer.
0: The, the old
1: Sears hey, Tower. Dog, this, we went from the floor to the got penthouse, sixty-eight floors. All right, I can do this all day long. I'm like the doorman on the elevator.
0: Okay, I'm there With all day. Trump, Trump listen, Trump towers up in here. And Listen, Weezer. <laughs> listen, Weezer. We are moving on up. Uh, So, okay, so now you've done, all right, so you're working, you're playing, you're making music, you're racing. Let's think about where, where do your priorities fall in your self-promotion? All right, now we, you know, now I know Cameron and I are marketing people and we use words like, you know, omni-channel and, and craziness as far as our strategy. For you being an individual of being in, in the music world and trying to be in the motorsports world, trying to, with those two different uh, segment groups there, how do you prioritize your self-promotion for you? Not should, mo- not Monday to Thursday, PJ North, but uh, seven-day-a-week, PJ North.
2: This should be good because I can't wait because he's a huge wrestling fan too. So <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> ding, so, ding, ding. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm honestly man, prior it's it's my it's definitely one with one A, man. I, I mean I prioritize trying to basically social media is like the first thing you have to hit. You gotta post sometimes and you try to figure out the best post and you know I focus on that. I'm also trying to focus making sure that, you know, all my stuff is professional. That's that's the big difference I feel like between a lot of people is that everybody's like, oh man, I'm trying to do this music thing and I'm like, all right, cool, where's your website? Like, okay, cool, where can I find your music? Things like that. So I'm trying to make sure that nobody like there shouldn't be a question. The only question people should ask would be like, "Why do they call you PJ North?" Not what's your, you know what I'm saying? Like my information is everywhere. Dpjnorth.com. I mean, anytime I talk about it, it's. I feel like that's the number one thing for me, just trying to get out there and basically, where I lie is, you know, I try to be my best self on the internet, you know, and I'm not one to share negatives, but I'll share my losses in the sense of try to turn it into a joke, like try to turn it into a, a one a learning curve, and you know. But turn it into something positive at the same time. When it comes to racing, you know, if I get whacked first round, which is, you know, first second round, that's more often than not. Like I people all the time, like this dude doesn't win all the time. Why? Is-? I'm like, look, I don't have to win all the time. I look good losing. That's the difference between me. <laughs> that's you see what some, I'm saying. Like, that's I, some I, stuff I, that's, your wife
0: told you. I, I just I start. look.
1: I did, do
2: Cam, day,
0: whatever. Cam t- Cam's <laughs> wife tells him the same thing.
1: Yeah, that. he looks he looks good doing three hundred miles. See, y'all need a sure. you y'all, y'all need a
0: wife like mine. She tells me I look bad no matter whether I'm winning or losing. You need some honesty see, in your I, life.
1: Look, man, <laughs> that's the, <laughs> modest. See, that's the problem with honesty, right? People. Oh, uh, my mom used to tell me all the time, "Be modest." I'm like, my modesty's for people who don't want to succeed. Okay? That's right. I'm not here to win. <laughs> I'm not here to win.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I. I suck at bracket racing these days, but when my wife comes up to me in the water box and says, uh, "Yeah, you're sleeping on the couch if you don't win this round, so don't fuck it up," and walks away, <laughs> she's got it. See,
1: that's figured you got it 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 out. My, my wife is always see. I'm I'm the the constant positive. Like if she goes out there and she misses the tree, or maybe she turns it red, and I try to find the good in it. Like, hey, we made a good lap there. You know, we got we can make that adjustment. We can do this thing. And me, when it's myself, you should <laughs> at uh, at Atlanta. Maybe what was it last year? I forget, man. I made a stupid decision against Slate, and uh, it was um, Slate coming. He just beat the wheel. I mean, it was terrible. It was like I played right into it, right? I got back to the trailer, and the Mickey Thompson guy, seen something, he came over to Ronnie and said, uh, He's like, Man, is your son in law all right? He's like, Yeah, I think so. Why? He's like, Yeah, I've seen him when he got out of the car. I think he broke his hand. I mean, I was beating on the wheel. But I try to keep that contained, right? Because at the same time, I don't want people to think I'm a sore loser. I'm not in the situation that, like, in that time, I need 30 seconds to just beat myself up to say like hey this is what and then try to turn it into something like yeah, well we cuz that's the weekend, that's but.
2: that's the passion like i mean cuz we all we all care and we all get so amped up and we work so hard to do this stuff and and you take the l more often than you take the w's and you know like i'm the first one to tell you like when i like if somebody had a recorder inside of my helmet sometimes They would hear quite the language lesson because that's how much I care. But when I turn off the track, like, I'm not, you will never see me throw my helmet. I came from a guy that uh, I'm the spawn of a uh, painter. And him and my mom told me, you will never be that guy that throws a tantrum and throws his helmet or you are done. And I, yeah, I that's, yeah, my dad yeah, used take. to
1: always make me shake hands at the end of the racetrack. That was always yeah, his thing. Yeah, that
2: was a big like, thing. Go talk to him,
1: you yeah. know. And so for me, that was a good learning experience. You know, at that time, just try to try to do that. But, anyways, to the prior, like I said, you know, for me, it's all about trying to get it out there. Music and racing to me, I try to keep them not necessarily separate, man. I think you know, when I first moved to town, I was doing both, and then I had a lot of people like, "Nah, man, they got to be separate things." And and then now I'm like, you know what? I don't think they got to be separate, man. I think I think both together and, and and showing people like look man i love music i moved here i quit my job moved here to do it so don't tell me that i didn't you know what i mean like you're not going to tell me that i didn't grind to get here or whatever and, all yeah, he but that's, does what and
2: I, that's what i love about about your story and 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 all that like you're unique you know i talk about this all the time like we get all i've i've been seeing some of these team race pack applications come through and you know in the description, you have to fill out all this stuff or whatever, and it's like, please, people, don't go online and go watch six other people's videos and do the exact same thing. Maybe try to do something unique. Maybe try to enhance your own self and make yourself look good or, or do something like that. It's just that, like I said, that's what's cool about PJ, and then that's what Race Pack saw in PJ. He's doing his own deal. Like He's not trying to be like everybody else. He's, he's going against the grain, and in a positive way. Like it, it's, it's, he's not hating. He's, he's chasing his dreams in a cool, unique way. And like, how would you not want to get on board with that? Well, I appreciate the kind
1: words. Yeah. Don, what do you think?
2: There <laughs> you go. Like, I can, I can see Don's him. About he's like, to give me the honesty. I can already see. He's his tapping this his, he's it. tapping his pen. And I see, he's like, <laughs> I see he's, I can no, see
0: it. No, I, my, my whole thing is right. And is that just, you know, we can go, this was, goes way back like wh- how long ago did did team race pack help me with a history lesson cam i'm trying to remember did was it team race pack was the first year was the same year as we had 30 under 30 with D- with drag illustrated right weren't they this weren't they one in the same wasn't it the same year
1: at the end of the year was yeah yeah, yeah. so D-I we started into there yeah, the year. yeah. yeah. End we did
0: the yeah we did team race pack right okay so here's my thing and i'm with you. i'm completely with it look, I, and I'm a company, right. And I'm a business person. I'm a marketing person and I am a racer and I am trying to do my own brand and build the same thing. My whole thing is, is you need to do what you need to do for you and for your future. And so it ain't about turning on the wind lights. I mean, don't get me wrong. It really does help if you're turning on wind lights, but at the same time, we're getting ready to have a dog barking episode again uh at the same time it's about the business aspect of it and the uniquenesses and and i'll be the first one to tell you when when pj's music first came out and you know i'm like you're doing
2: this thing in petco
0: yeah petco <laughs> I got my dogs barking. This is this is I got the dog PJ, I got I got P.J. North playing in the background, and that's the dog's version of Dude, what you,
2: you, you need to give that dog
0: some blue buffalo or something. Oh my God! No, <laughs> hey, believe it or not, hey, it, it's the, it's late at night over here in the Midwest, and who knows what will happen? I don't know if this is going to be the next Howard Stern show or not, but we'll have <laughs> we'll have all kinds of craziness happen. But I, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the music when it first started. But the whole thing with it was the fact that as it continued, when I looked past the music, right? So you have to take yourself out of it. You said it, PJ, you're beating on a steering wheel. You're passionate. Cam's talking about the fact that he's passionate. He's cursing in his helmet. I'm looking at it from the standpoint when I first heard music, I was like, eh, I don't, uh, eh, no, I'm not a big fan. But then the business side of me goes, ah, reaching in a market group that, has no one to reach no one reaches him that's a good business play so that is the whole thing with the self-promotion team race pack 30 under 30 i don't care who you are you know if you're winning or losing there is nothing wrong with going and making a social media post it but you're absolutely right. I agree wholeheartedly. With you. PJ, you have to be honest about it. If you lit up the scoreboard five above and gave it back a hun, don't say that you were trying really hard. No, you drove like a knucklehead. Uh, you know, own it. I mean, I've done it. I mean, I've given it back, lighting it up high and being stupid. Um, but the self promotion aspect has to go along with it. Um, today's age. Man, it's tough. I don't, I would not want to be you, PJ, trying to tie together, uh, two somewhat similar, (laughs) but at the same time, diverse groups. If you really think about it, um, from the motorsport side to, to the music side in Nashville, uh, you know, obviously if you go with everybody's old school stuff, all those racers are a bunch of rednecks except for Cam. He's on the West Coast. So, you know, we'd all go with country and Western. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that old country, country western, western
1: singer. music singer <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know to your point this, this is a great point on like and like i said pete not it wasn't for everybody right man i, I get a lot of people that are like oh you know this would have been better without the rap thing and i'm like look man i get it. it's not for you i didn't make this song for you you know we have a saying of uh, uh some buddies of mine we just wrote a song together and uh, supposed to be the next single that i'm working on and we say all the time like if you've never done this this song's not for you. Like, if you've never lived in this moment that the song's about, this song ain't for you. Don't listen to it. It's Turn the same it off. thing. If you've never been double O, take double O, that song's not for you. If you, if you know what I'm saying, like, if you're old school racer and I, it may not be for you. You know, my dad is is not a rap guy, right? And, and you know, when I was younger, he used to joke all the time, told me I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. And I tell him all the time now, I'm like, look who can sing now, dad. Uh, but, you know, that that probably wasn't for his generation of racer. Like, he's a straight ahead, right? He's a let go. He may rip it once, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's a straight ahead, right? So spray slide, get behind is not for him. That's not his groove, right? But outside of that, you know, I'm doing something to try to, like I said, was just trying to get to, you know, to reach the younger racers so they have something to keep going on and to build that. And that's kind of what my promotion is. I'm not, you know, I don't want to be all high and mighty, but like try to continue to build the youth of the racing. Like I don't want to be 60 years old and be the only dude running stock eliminator or super stock. Like, unfortunately I'm one of the few young ones still in it and I'm not even that young anymore. So, you know, we're trying, and I'm not saying I'm gonna make it cool again, but that's what we're trying to do. Right. So I'm just trying to, that's my promotion piece of it is like, how can we help continue to build the sport? There's not enough racers there's not enough people who listen to racing songs for me to make a living off of racing songs there's just not i'll be honest with you, there's just not right i can't so i had to turn that into more of what i'm trying to do now and turn that fan base say hey you know i do do this and i'll still do this for you but here's what i really always wanted to do this is what i you, know, you can kind of tell in my other music like this is really what i wanted to do um and so that's kind of where you know that comes into it i guess but I agree with you, Don. It's not for everybody. And I'm glad that you were honest and said you didn't like it at first. Because some people have just been like, oh, man, I loved." it. I'm like, you lie. He deleted that. He didn't even listen. <laughs> I,
0: so here, and I and I totally appreciate that. But I will tell you what is the funniest thing in the world, right? So I am not a huge, um, like I don't keep a lot of music on my iPhone. Everything basically on my iPhone is really podcasts or business or whatever the case may be. So when I get in my truck and I plug it in. And I The only sw-
1: thing that plays is me. I,
0: hey, I, you want? <laughs> do you realize how, how funny that is? And I want to know, do you think you can take a guess at what the first song that kicks off when my phone switches over
1: on the media side? I would say it's either going to be all about that Wally because it's A, or the hashtag for B-double-O-take-double-O at the beginning typically is the first it, one, depending it, on how it's sorted. It,
0: it, is, it, is totally, <laughs> it is totally all about the Wally. I love it. It. Oh, and the worst part about it is is like the podcast play low, so I always had the volume turned up in my truck. And so when <laughs> all about the Wally kicks over, you have no just, idea how many black <laughs> eyes I got from my wife punching me because it blows the speakers so out. Ah. I love it.
1: I love it. Well I appreciate y'all. And like I said, man, you know, it's been a long, uh it's a long, strenuous journey to get here. And i I told Cam, you know, I'm working on something new this year for the, the racers that I think they really like, and I've learned you know, this is a shout out to to Billy Hoskinson, and his Street Race Channel. I don't know if you guys follow that at all. I, I'm not a huge street race like I don't get the whole heads up thing and the flag drop like I, I, that's not my group. But flashlight, what he's done, you know, what he's done in Ohio. Yeah, the whole flashlight. Like, what he's done in Ohio is absolutely bonkers, man. Like 10,000 plus followers on YouTube. That's a lot, man, for a motorsports thing. Very specific niche oriented. That's a huge thing. So you know i always enjoy the video side and the the whole multimedia side of the of the industry bringing it to light so we're going to try to do something new and that's my new step for this year like i got a new car i'm doing something new we're going to try i'm going to interview some people at races basically try to do something a little different because i like being sponsored i enjoy representing those people and i think that i represent them well whether or not i win or lose I feel like I help build the company because people reach out to me all the time about race pack. I, look, I'm sponsored by race pack. I don't work there. But they <laughs> assume that I know how to fix whatever their problem is. And I appreciate that because that makes me feel like I'm doing a good job for the company, right? And I think that that's that invaluable asset that comes with the promotion side that a lot of people don't understand. And that's a whole nother soapbox I'll get on, but – Right. Like I said, I think you know, and that's what I'm trying to do. And so I think this year, we're going to try something different. Always got to try something different. You got to see what sticks, right? Throw a bunch of shit at the wall. Or that my language?
2: <laughs> no, so we have the explicit um, asterisk next to it. Oh, oh perfect. god,
1: perfect. I hate that we
0: went from away from the clean. We won't get played at churches anymore. Uh, all right. So we're going, we're going to cut you loose, PJ. But before you do, I got two questions. Uh, I think I'm going to start using them before i you know go on a rain or whatever but i think it's kind of cool we do i did it last week with erica so it's christmas three people you're not sending christmas cards to in drag racing
1: in drag racing specifically yep uh whoever handles the music at nhra we just let a blanket list uh glendora california um uh anybody from nikki thompson (laughs) and uh, uh probably the guys anybody that's ever said anything oh you know what these two dudes out of east Texas. i'm not even gonna mention them by name man. these two guys out of texas they're together they're a group together they're butt buddies so uh those two guys man they're always hating on my stuff those two guys specifically
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe they should go take all that that haterade and go water their green grass
1: I love it, man. I've seen the text thread that they have about me, so I'll allow it. It's funny because I, I appreciate it. What? I, look, man, saying "Hey, you ain't doing it right." Oh so it's all my!
0: Good. Oh my God! That was the <laughs> most I'm getting ready to run for political office answers I've <laughs> ever heard in my entire life. At least Erica was like uh, Chris McGehee. Uh, she started. She rattled off answers quickly, and all PJ comes up with is anybody in Glendora and Mickey Thompson, <laughs> and two guys on a post office wall in, in East Texas.
1: So, all right, Let PJ. No one, thanks sorry. for the Let's
0: thanks see. for the excitement, PJ. All uh, right.
1: What can I do for the second question to make up? oh for
0: it? my god all right you get you get two people to have dinner with, dead or alive who is it
1: uh all over doesn't matter
0: all over pick anybody two people
1: uh Frank Sinatra and jay Z
2: Wow, Ooh. I like that.
0: I would tell yeah. you I would tell you that uh, I, you could get me for both of those. There is one thing I was very upset about that it, like go back because you said Jay-Z, I was scheduled to have an opportunity to listen to him, speak in Chicago at a bit at a business function and could not get out of an engagement that was previously scheduled. It was last minute, and I really was truly hurt. Because I would love to listen to that guy talk about business in life. Uh, I what think happens that-
2: when you're famous and the final round's calling you? you know, sometimes you hey, just can't
0: make those things. You know, New York. Big money.
2: Just saying. <laughs> Big money. That's
1: it.
0: <laughs> uh, well, dude, thanks for coming on the show. Cam, you got anything for PJ before we hang up on his ass?
2: Nah, man. I think uh, we pretty well covered it. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming out. If you guys want to check out PJ's stuff. Uh, and in the music world check out what is it the pj that's right
1: the the for those ohio state fans uh <laughs> check me out on instagram the PJ north youtube the PJ north and youtube uh pj north racing that's the new one so uh kind of keep those so everybody can check it out man i appreciate you guys for having me man sweet glad cool. i can call y'all friends uh, i don't like y'all most of the time but you know i appreciate y'all still thought of me
2: that works pretty much, <laughs> i'm pretty sure the last text message you got from me that says i hate you <laughs>
1: It, it was spot on. I appreciate well, y'all. y'all.
2: Well, I'm, well, I'm not hating
0: on you. You go, everybody, go check out his stuff so he can uh, buy a bigger house so that in December my <laughs> wife and I can come up there for the NASCAR award show
2: y'all in come Nashville. Let's uh, make homework. it happen. Download those streams so uh, Jack can have a cousin. <laughs>
1: yeah, go get that B sides. Go get that B sides cut. My new single, B sides. Check out the video. Buy some, buy some music. Stream it. Do whatever you gotta do
2: what's it saying buy it don't burn it
1: (laughs) y'all can burn it too at least they're playing it right you know what i'm saying hey gotta look at the positives
0: nothing like swinging the door shut on self-promotion as you walk out
1: y'all be good see you pj thanks see you guys yeah
0: man that's uh that was good uh pj had a unique look on uh self-promotion from that aspect and the whole deal uh I mean that's that's just troubling. I, I could see it being a a you know a rough sea for him talking about how he's got to try to bring motorsports and music together. And, and yeah, back. It, it,
2: that's a that's a rough go. But I mean, he seems to be doing okay at it, and it it got him a, enough of a following to to help him pursue his Nashville thing. And I mean, I know now he's probably trying to to separate the two a little bit. But I mean, it got him it got him enough clout to you know start talking to these producers and you know, things that he's doing, which is really cool. And you know, it helps his racing, you know, like I said, race pack, race pack loves what he does. And you know, that helps his racing and you know, dude, he put race pack in one of his songs. That's pretty cool.
0: Oh, that is for sure. And you know, and if, I guess if we want to look at it, we could look at it from the standpoint to kind of circle back around in the whole self promotion. PJ is doing on the sportsman side. What? We could probably paint Alex Laughlin doing it on the pro side. You know that we don't have a lot of professional drivers. Let's look at, let's take it from that standpoint. We don't have a lot of professional drivers that get outside their wheelhouse. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of of anybody. You're a history buff from out there on the West Coast. I'm trying to think of anybody in the pro ranks. That really decided to go out and get outside their wheelhouse or comfort zone, I mean, obviously, our generation time frame, we could pick Langdon, but I mean all he really did was go from bracket you know he always goes back to his roots in bracket racing from the fuel side uh but Laughlin, I mean we could you could throw Stevie Jackson, but he went the opposite way. He went from the the grudge under underground scene backwoods. Hillbilly racetracks with guardrails and so forth, and lots and lots of money to the pro mod scene. And now you got Alex going from the pro scene down into the no prep, radial, big money deal. I mean, he's uh, am I forgetting somebody? I know I am. I gotta be, no, can't be the well, first. Not
2: really, to be honest. I mean, that's the thing with drag racing, there's really only a handful of us younger people out here trying to do it. And, you know, I mean, I know it's just it's straight up expensive you know so a lot of these a lot of these kids it's it's hard to to make any of this work and and to want to put in the hard work and self-promote yourself in order to make it happen but alex is doing a really good job i actually hit him up Uh, we'll have to have him on the show Um, he said he's more than happy to uh to come on here and, and chat a little bit about what he's got going on so in the next couple weeks we'll see if we can't get him on here and see what he thinks about all this shenanigans. But no, he does a really good job when it comes to his social media and promoting himself and reinventing, you know, bringing in unique new sponsors and stuff like that. And it's good for the sport. It's good for the industry. I mean, you know, the tiger boats thing, like fatigue or, or however you pronounce it, like those are badass boats. And I mean, that's just one example of what, what he's doing. And, you know, he's not, he, he told me, he's like, dude, I'm not afraid to hit anybody up. I'm like all they're going to say is no, you know, and that that's, that's a good advice to take. Like and I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, you know, he, he's probably more vocal about it. Like, as far as like getting, you know, hitting up anybody. But like at the end of the day, like nobody's gonna know what you're doing unless you ask or you tell somebody what you're doing. And I, I, I uh, I talked to uh, this kid that um I'm kind of helping him out. Like he, you know, move up the ranks a little bit as far as like you know things on what to do and whatnot, and I told him, I said, you know, regardless of where you're at, if you don't open your mouth and tell somebody what you're go- what you're doing, where you've been or where you're going, they're not going to know. So how's that going to help you? You know, if you keep quiet, you're done. Like, because there's going to be somebody else sitting next to you at that bar or restaurant or whatever that's yapping away that may not even be the right person for the fit. But if they're the ones talking and yapping, they think, Oh, well I need to sponsor that guy when they really should sponsor the one on the right of them, not the left. So.
0: Oh, that he is too. Alex is doing, you know, um, I, I guess you could say we're, we're lucky enough to be able to reach out and get Alex on to talk about that from the self promotion side. I mean, he's out there, he's doing it. I mean, coming off a big deal with the radio world, which is a completely different demographic of people cut of wood, but still passionate about drag racing, their form of drag racing, their way of drag racing, if you will. Uh, and you know, he, he goes right out, comes right off of that and decides to just start telling people in the no prep world that him and him and Frankie are going to come down and punch them in the face. I, I mean, so <laughs> if you want to talk about someone that's splitting the tables between uh, self promotion of the boardroom on Monday, uh, what are we gonna, what's he going to do he's going to leave gainesville he's going to leave gainesville and go to sweet 16 going to go to a radio race he's going to go from the corporate world of NHRA to the big money world of radio racing and and he's telling everybody it, i mean he gets to be i think that's really cool if you think about it, it, it he gets to be him. i guess it could be like you you're out there on the west coast and you're racing top fuel cars and you're out on the west coast and then you fly back east and you're driving a i don't know let's reverse it a nostalgia funny car over here on the east coast you can be you you know what i mean you get to be two different people uh Mm -hmm. from from that standpoint because in a way it's two different groups of people so you better not you better not try to play corporate when you're in the radio world you better have some better have some skills in the smack talking when you're trying to do it against donald donald long and in the rest of the underground world of radial racing, you better be creative and, and no different in the street outlaw world or no prep world. I think you got to be able to to talk a little smack because that's what resonates with them. So, you know, Hey, you don't like Alex. That's fine. Guess what? For every person who doesn't like him. There's three that do.
2: Yeah. And well, that goes for anybody else as well. I mean, myself, Don or whatever. I'm there's. I'm sure there's people that hate me. I'm sure there's people that hate you, Don, Like, but, but you know, you just, hate, mail, what it's hate mail at racers yeah, and rental
0: cars.com.
2: That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, there's people that hate this podcast. If you don't like it, turn the damn thing off. We I don't care, I, I, you I, know, but obviously the thousands and thousands of people that are downloading it seem to like it. So we're going to keep doing it. And you know, we appreciate those people too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Leave us
0: some reviews. We'll, uh, we'll start reading some or, or telling people what you really think. And don't hesitate to, uh, to send us an email and tell us what you want us to talk about i know we got a couple uh already that will be in the works in the future we've just been hitting these hot topics getting all spun up but uh cam man another great show another great guest um it's late over here in the midwest zone i don't know what you west coasters do uh, out there but uh i'm ready to march eat something on
2: your weekend off go yeah. to the drag races duh the march re- march meet was this weekend
0: yeah, hey, are you guys are you guys gonna have rain for the March race? Because you've been you would be you would be actually you would be four for four. You went to Australia and it rained. You went to Pomona and it rained. You went to Arizona and it rained. And now you're going to the March meet. Is it going to rain this weekend?
2: Uh, according to my lovely Apple phone, uh, iPhone—that's what they call them these days. I think. Uh, Yes, it's gonna rain oh my god
0: <laughs> hey there are there are people, racers on the East Coast that are pe- gonna start a GoFundMe page for you not to come to Gainesville next weekend <laughs> yeah I
2: did hear it's supposed to rain in Gainesville too so I apologize to anybody who's going to Gainesville because yeah I'm on I'm on the entry list so <laughs> bring your parkas
0: <laughs> the alehouse will sell out his zingers Hell, yeah uh, all right dude well I'm done take us home.
2: All right, thank you, uh, everyone, for listening, as per usual. Thanks uh, to Race Pack, Voice America, and Drag Searcher Cell for letting us do this. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll chat at you next week. See ya later. Let's put it-